welcome to Confidence and Creativity, a show where we encourage you to show up for yourself and express your confidence and creativity in business and in life. I'm your host, Samantha McCoy, founder and CEO of Mission Key Communications, and I'm so grateful to spend this time with you today. Let's get into the show. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode. I am so excited to have as our guest for today, Robin Fisher. She is the CEO of Polished Image and Style. Robin is U.S. born and globally bred, and she is the must-meet style and image strategist for high-achieving women. While she helps women to build the perfect wardrobe, what she really does is support women in creating the confidence required to reach the next level of life and success that they desire. Robin has guided countless women across the world through a transformative experience of self-reflection and style development that forever changes the way they see themselves. Robin's in-depth process proves that there is nothing more powerful than a woman who understands her body, her personal style, and the daily decisions that she needs to make her feel most confident. I have worked with Robin personally. She was the first stylist that I ever worked with, and she helped me so much. I've learned so much from her, and I am so excited. So Robin, welcome to the show. Thank you, Samantha. Yes, yes. So let's hop right on in. What brought you into the fashion world? I know that you have a very unique story of how you entered into that. So for those who don't know, what sparked your interest in fashion initially? Well, I was kind of born into it. You know, my grandmother owned a retail um, boutique in San Francisco when I was growing up. My grandfather um, down in Louisiana, all of my family are like master tailors and so forth, like way, way back in the day, even before my grandmother did that. My aunts have owned boutiques. My mother is a master tailor. I used to watch her make and couture wedding dresses, prom dresses and other things, you know, at our dining room table. That was her side gig from her corporate job. Um, And, you know, like I said, my aunt's own boutique. So I was probably on my first buying trip by the time I was six and just didn't know where I was. And then growing up, you know, um, because my aunt's owned boutiques, my mom also was a partner in a boutique um, when I was a teenager. I would constantly be in the LA Mart, you know, um, in showrooms and all that kind of stuff. So um, I was forbidden from going into the fashion industry even though I knew I loved it you wow. know, at a really, really young age. But honestly, fashion was the way that my family ate. So if our businesses made money, then we ate real well that week. That's real. <laughs> um, <laughs> if the businesses did not, you know, we had to go to the bread, cheese and crackers type of thing. So, you know, my family never really honored the fact that we were a fashion business mm. family. Um, it was more so about the hustle. And so it became a goal of mine by the time I was like 18, 19, like I want to take my family and business and what they do and just really do it at a high level. I want to be a corporate executive in this. And I was constantly told all the time, like, girl, people, um, 
that's not a real job. You know, mm. like, there's only one in a million. You know, you're a brown girl. Like people that do this don't look like you. And I want to say I kind of drank the Kool-Aid. Um, and so when I got into college, I snuck and actually took a couple of internships um, mm-hmm at some prestigious uh, fashion brands in San Francisco. And that's when I just made the decision because I was majoring in industrial engineering um, and technology. And I just made the decision, like I know my degree is preparing me to go into Silicon Valley, but I wanna go into one of these fashion companies. And I was really blessed to land a corporate job actually um, my senior year, even before I graduated. So I just got there. (laughs) Yeah, so why didn't your family want you to pursue, you know, the family business? Was it because of the fluctuation or what was the reason? I think it was the fluctuation. And I think also, you know, when you think about fashion, you don't think that engineers are in fashion. You don't think that accountants are in fashion. You don't think, you know, that there is actual, you know, real business, but the fashion industry is a multi-billion dollar industry and a whole bunch of models are not just running it. A whole bunch of designers are not just running it. Mm. There's actually business people um, behind the scenes. And I was a corporate executive for 13 years in this. um, And I was able to travel the world and, you know, um, move all the way across the country and just work nationally. And, you know, it just gave me so much exposure, but I, always, I was not a designer. (laughs) I'm definitely not a model. Um, I was the brain, you know what I mean? So I was the person that ran the production internationally. I was the person that managed um, the buying teams and merchandising teams and all those kind of things. So I think that that's, that's more so what it was, you know, my family, I had a, um, a really high level of STEM. And so they were like, you will be an engineer, especially my mom worked for Bechtel. um, And she was at a very high level. And so they were really, you know, a lot of families want you to be a doctor, a lawyer, or engineer. And so right. they, I think just following, especially coming out of the South, they were just following, you know, what they felt was the right thing for me to do. But at the end of the day, I really had to follow my passion in my heart. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. That's amazing. So when you went into engineering, when you, when you studied it, it was, was it always a goal to eventually connect to fashion or did it just kind of happen? Okay. It's, it's one of those things where I think it really was destiny um, because I first started in civil engineering. You know, my mom worked for Bechtel who, you know, they built Disney World, the Bay Bridge, all those kind of things. And so I was always exposed um, to that level of and, and, and that um, discipline. Yeah. So, but I not going to lie. I hated it. I hated every single minute of it. And there was actually a classmate of mine and I was just complaining. And I was like, I'm going to take a fashion class. <laughs> He was like, okay. So I went over and I was taking a fashion class and then somebody, I was talking to somebody and they were like, Robin, have you ever considered um, industrial? And I was like, well, what Mm. is that? And so I grew up, born and raised in Oakland, California. It's an industrial city. So I actually raised watching, you know, the international um, containers come in offshore from China and all those kind of things. And I would sit for hours and just watch them unload them on the docks because we didn't live that far. Yeah. 
So I was like, wow. And once I started taking the classes, I was like, I love manufacturing. Like I love building things from the ground up. I love quality control. You know, I love all of these things. And so I made the switch probably, I want to say right in the beginning of my junior year. So yeah, yeah, my junior year. And after that, things just started snapping together, you know, so it. from almost failing out of college to actually wow. really excelling. Because when I came out, I was actually awarded two prestigious awards for the work I had done, you know, as an intern in the fashion industry, my senior project, all that kind of stuff was done um, with the fashion kind of uh, eye to it. Yeah. It was just like, it was just what I was supposed to do. That's awesome. It's amazing how your motivation changes and increases when you're doing something you actually enjoy. So that, that's yeah. a, a wonderful story. Yeah. So as far as your expertise in style and really one of the reasons that I really wanted to have you on this show is because I know confidence is such a huge value of you and a, a huge value for your business. And you do an excellent job of connecting that confidence to style because some people don't really think that style's a big deal, right? They're just like, oh, you know, I'm not really into, you know, brands or high fashion brands or, you know, I don't have to have this or that. So what is your philosophy on the importance of how you show up from a fashion standpoint? Sure. So, you know, for me, because I did fashion at a really high level, like I ran multi-million dollar businesses and, um, it got to a point where really I realized like if I could have made the money and on a retail floor, working with actual customers, I would have never stopped. <laughs> you know mm. what I mean? Um, and because when you get to a certain level, it becomes more about paper, just looking at, pro you don't, you're not connected to the end experience. Um, so to me, fashion is very personal. And that is one of the reasons why I started my business after I came out of corporate to raise my kids, because I realized that a lot of my success was really, really built on the way that I showed up. And honestly, I'm not going to lie. As a brown girl, there were not anybody that looked like me 30 years ago when I started, okay? Yeah. So it was really about... Um, me being confident in my own skin. I was coming from an urban city going into, you know, a very industrial kind of San Francisco where luxury and high-end was there. And that honestly was not my life. I came from humble beginnings. However, um, I still made a point to put myself together based on what my goals were. And that to me was something that I had mastered because mm -hmm. I was able to work in the fashion industry for 13 years around the world, move up, be moved across the country for multiple um, companies. And I never had a resume. Wow. So it was always, I know this girl, I know this girl, let me hook you up with her. I'm referring this girl. And it would be people that were like, senior vice presidents and so forth that I did, sometimes I didn't even know were paying attention to me. Yeah. However, you know, they were making the recommendations just based on how I carried myself, how I looked because I looked the part and I carried myself the part. And I definitely had, you know, the education and the background and, you know, the passion um, to land these jobs. And so yeah. When I realized that, I never even realized I had a resume until, you know, a university asked me to teach. <laughs> and then wow. I was like, 
I don't have a resume. That's <laughs> amazing. So, you know, I never even realized that. And it was one of those things where I was like, you know, how you show up definitely affects your personal confidence first. Yeah. And once you get that confidence, because you know, you're showing up the best that your best, your personal best, then it's like, it doesn't matter, you know? And I've had to walk into some very, very um, intimidating places, you know, between work showrooms and, you know, corporate boardrooms and all that kind of stuff. But honey, when I walk in there, I give zero. Okay. Because <laughs> she hit the rock. I am here to handle my business. Let's go. Yes. You know, yes, what I mean? and yes. I think that that is something that people, if they don't naturally have it, is definitely something that they can learn. Yes. So, so what do you think comes first? Do you think it's that internal confidence first, and then you show it outside, or do you feel like as you build confidence externally, it can transfer internally? I personally think it goes both ways. Um, you know. I am a person that I believe that it's amazing because I've worked with hundreds of women from every kind of different life, you know, and, and literally to watch the transformations, um, sometimes it's from the outside in because they never knew they could look that good. They never knew that they could feel so good and and really feel like themselves. And sometimes it's really making the connection. And so that's one of the reasons why I majority only work with women. um, And I focus solely on women is because we are constantly evolving between, you know, getting educated, starting our new jobs, going up the corporate ladder, having kids, getting married, having regional moves, um, hormones. I mean, girl, I can just go the whole thing. Okay. Don't let me get started. (laughs) I mean, sometimes we just disconnect from, you know, our war because our life is constantly evolving and changing. Exactly. And that will make you insecure. If you don't open your wardrobe and see yourself gazing back at you, mm. your personal face level, the clothes that fit you well, um, the clothes that make you be ready to go out there and handle business or go out there and on a date. I mean, literally, these are the things that affect our psyche. You yes. know what I mean? And we, people don't give that enough credit. Yeah, no, that that's awesome. That that's really that's so true. And I think that one of the things that you really helped me with is just really understanding what my personal style is and Absolutely. helping me to be confident. And even before this call, this um, podcast started, we were talking about you know how hard it's been still for me to find pants. And you were just like, hey, are you a pants person or are you more of a dress and skirt person? You have to go with what works for you and what helps you. And so everything from, you know, discovering what fabrics work well for you, what colors work well for you. I mean, because I definitely have not, would not describe myself still as a fashion person per se, because I'm not a person who likes to coordinate a lot of different things and figure out what goes together. Their their own way, (laughs) you know, and that's, that's the part that I think that um, a lot of people will try to do what they think is fashionable. It does work. You know, you'll buy stuff and you have the tags hanging. Or you know what I mean, you, you or you inspired. see something, yes. you, you see something, you're like, oh, I think that's gonna look cute, and then it just doesn't work. No, it looks cute it, on somebody else. It it really, you know, everybody has a person, what I call a personal taste level, you know, and especially once you hit thirty, 
it's individualized. Yeah. Like you've done your work. Like you've gone through college. You went through your twenties and, and teens wearing whatever was on, on trend. You've done all of it. So once you hit like that 28, 30 mark, that's when the individuality in you, because you've developed as a person. Yeah. So you really have to respect your personal taste level. That you know? is so, so good. For you, you know, you like the ease and the comfort of getting dressed, but you, yes. you say you're not a fashionista, but girlfriend, you, I wouldn't know it. <laughs> you see what I mean? Thank and, you. And the thing is, is like, you have to do fashion and translate the world of fashion on your terms. Yes. And I think that for me, because I, you know, have done this at such a very high level, I understand fashion. I understand where the luxury fits in. I understand where the fast fashion fits in. I understand where all of these things fit in. Right. Yeah. But the normal person, it can be very confusing unless yeah. you're studying the market or just, you know, some people, I wouldn't say overly obsessed unless it's your thing. You right, know what I'm right. But for the people that just want to, you know, look good, feel good, you know, rock their, their style, be confident in their own skin. Yeah. This is something that they're going to have to learn. Yes, yes. So, so speaking of learning, can you just give us a little sneak peek into your your fashion philosophy as far as the style personalities? Because I know you have several different yeah. ones that yeah. you know help you to decide and determine what works best for you. Sure. So, you know, there's basically six different style personalities, everything from artistic, dramatic, romantic, classic, natural and updated. And so a lot of times what women are trying to do, they say, well, I have a classic sense of style and they're yeah. trying to fix them, put themselves in this box or they'll say I have a romantic sense of style. Then they'll put themselves in this box when the truth is, is that we're very complex as people. Yeah. So the way that I break down style personalities and I have, you know, I married my calculus tutor, honey. So, uh, <laughs> so literally I have a questionnaire and just ba it's been tried, true and tested. Okay. Um, and I can figure out what your personal taste level is based on the strategic questions that are in that questionnaire. Okay? Yeah. So for me, if you ever see me like from head to toe out, I'm 33% classic, 33% natural and 33% updated. Okay. And so that it also is my calling card to how I get dressed, how I shop. Okay? Yeah. So you'll always see me in classic suiting, whether it's a blazer, a pencil skirt, um, a nice trouser. Okay. Mm -hmm. You'll always see me in something updated. Okay. You'll always see me in things that I can move, move around. Okay? Yes. That was some, that was groundbreaking for me. Cause I was just like, why don't I like, cause I didn't used to think I like blazers and right. you were like, no, you do, but you need a soft one. So right. That and was so that's the thing is that, you know, for me, 33% of my look will always have some kind of updated element, but the rest will be anchored in classic basics. Okay? Yeah. If I go over 33% of a trend, I, that's when I feel like I should be at a circus somewhere. <laughs> You know, I feel very self-confident, I mean, unconfident um, and insecure. And it's yeah. honestly because it's off of my taste level where, you know, my client yesterday, she was 50% romantic, 50% classic. She didn't have any natural in her at all. So for her, it's not going to bother her that the fabric doesn't move. She's just like into being a girl, right? You know I mean? Right. And ain't nothing wrong with that either. Yeah. So it's just about matter of just like honoring who you are. And I think that, you know, that's one of the reasons why I love what I do so much because 
that's how you navigate the world of fashion. Right, right. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's not about, you know, I got to have Prada and Louis Vuitton and, you know, all that kind of stuff. That that stuff is great and, every, and it's a place and a time for all of that if that's your thing, but it's not necessary. Yeah. You know what I'm it, what's necessary is for you to just really honor first your taste level and then yeah. you can build on that. Yes. No, that's excellent. Such excellent tips. So... What are what is your advice for just even navigating fashion now? You know, we're still in this pandemic. Fortunately, the weather is warming up, starting to warm up a little bit. Mm-hmm. But what are your thoughts on, you know, transitioning? Because a lot of women that I've spoken to are just like, you know, I don't know what to do because, you know, I'm not going to work every day, but, you know, I don't want to look crazy on my Zoom calls. So, <laughs> so what, where do you, where do we go right now? Well, I would say, you know, you don't definitely want to look crazy on your Zoom calls, right? Um, So you definitely want to focus on tops. Yeah. Great prints, great color. Okay. And then comfort bottoms. So like ponte knit pants, um, stretch jeans, you know, all of those kind of things are what you can partner and pair with. Yeah. Great tops. So literally, you know, if you have to jump on Zoom, it's all about just adding an accessory to bring the attention up. Right. Um, Just you're ready to go. You know, Um, there's so many sales and stuff like that. And I think that people are getting like kind of like, oh, the sales are good. If you just have to shop those sales, I would say definitely do solid colors first. and, and, And focus on the colors that make you look your best. Yeah. And really pick your poison because I can tell you that the merchandise is going to be there, you know, when COVID Got is it. So, yeah. you know, for my clients, I'm making sure that they have like seven to 10, just really great looks, especially um, for zoom, um, focusing on great prints, great color, great accessories, all those kind of things. And, but also respecting the fact that we are working from our homes now. Yeah. And so we do need to be comfortable. It shouldn't be like, Oh my God, you know, yeah. Yeah. No, that that's definitely true. Definitely true. So as far as just people who might have never really paid attention to their look before, like not from an intentional standpoint, they've kind of just been putting it together. Where would you say that they could get started? Well, I mean, you want to make sure that you have a really good foundation first yeah. and foremost, meaning your basics, you know, um, and great fit, yeah, you know, great quality fabrics, the ones that don't make you want to take it off in 10 minutes. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I would first say there, and then you want to add in the details, you know, it. based on what I would say your personal taste level is your style personality. So yeah. if you're artistic, you're, you would want to add in more prints, bolder colors, um, and, you know, accessories, things that just really make you come alive. You know, yeah. if it's dramatic, you're going to want to focus on the details, like, you know, exaggerated sleeves, um, you know, coordinated outfits from head to toe, you know, just things that when you walk into a room, things that are different, you know, if you're romantic, then you want to, you know, focus on things that are a little bit more form fitting that mm-hmm. kind of show the essence of you being a, a woman, you know, got um, it. If you're natural, then you want to just go girl, a good card again will take you a long way. Okay. Um, (laughs) and then if you're natural, then you definitely like right now for naturals, I'm telling them like, there's such great loungewear out right now, you know, invest in four to five sets that are very easy, you know, 
that everything does not have to be tie-dye, honey. You can go get some <laughs> solid, <laughs> solid colors, you yeah. know. Um, and just make them work. Right. Um, and then if you're updated, play with a few of the trends, you know, to add back to what you have, just don't go overboard because the right. industry is constantly evolving. And by the time we really, really are fully open, you don't want to have so many things that are on trend in your closet that you don't have anything. Right. So, right. So what, what are those basic elements? Like when you're talking about, you know, prioritizing what you want to purchase first or what you want to make sure that you have um, and invest in? What would you say are those basic pieces? Um, Those are pieces that are out of like black, navy, cream, and brown. Got it. Um, The solid stuff like blazers, cardigans, pencil skirts, trousers, and then great jeans. You know, a lot of times, you know, people, distressed jeans are great, but you do need, as a mature woman, a nice pair of dark, blue jeans. Yes. You know what I mean? Um, when that distress is not um, acceptable, you know right. what I mean? Um, because that is a way that you can pull together a great business casual look with a blazer and even just putting a simple tank top under it, popping a couple of accessories and you're out the door. Exactly. You know? um, I also am a huge advocate of basic accessories. Yeah. You know, um, everybody doesn't want to, you know, have on all these statement accessories. So figure out if you're a hoop girl or a stud girl, find your simple pendant, get your a nice basic watch and make those be a staple every single day because those yes. are the things that pull you together, um, regardless if you have on a t-shirt or a blouse. You know what yes. I mean? No, that's excellent. Definitely some some great tips. So how often should we be changing our wardrobe? Is there kind of a set time for, you know, when we should be doing a refresh or or how does that how does that work? You know, that honestly is dictated by your style personality. Got it. Yeah. So women that are updated like me, I have to shop every season and not for a ton of things. You know what I'm saying? But definitely a few items that are going to update what I have already existing. Yeah. Where classic people don't have to shop as much. However, they still need to check their stuff because blacks fade. Right. Fade, gray fades. And also gray is another um, neutral that's in that basic um, category. Um, But, you know, those fade, they get worn out. And the thing about having that effortless polished look is you want your stuff to look crisp. You know, you don't want somebody to you turn around and there's a hole somewhere. Right. But you know what I mean? And that tends to be sometimes what classic people will do because they're just doing like, hey, it still works. Exactly. Exactly. So, you know, it really depends on, you know, what your style personality is, how often you have to shop. But I tell people like as a rule of thumb every year, even if it's on your birthday, uh, every calendar year on January 1st, you know, you want to kind of put in your mindset when you're going to check in with yourself, you know, because this is when you can really put yourself in one of those type of ruts. Right. Right. No, that's excellent. So one other point that I want to make sure that we, that we cover is dealing with the changing nature of our bodies as women. So I recently did a consultation with you and I was just like, oh my gosh, like my body does not, it's not the same shape as it was. (laughs) 
<laughs> when I was in my 20s. And so you, your 20s. You know, how does that, you know, what do I do? And I just feel like nothing fits and what's happening. So can you talk about that a little bit? And, and I actually was hesitant at the time because I was like, oh my goodness, I don't want to shop until I'm this size, right? So what do you tell people about handling all of those changes? Right. So when I was working at a corporate level in the fashion industry, I was this little perfect size industry eight. Okay. I had had one son and was able to snap it on back. Yeah. I got pregnant with a set of twins, gained over a hundred pounds and came wow. home to the hospital at a size 20. And wow. I remember just being like, I, I don't know, you know, but I had to figure it out. And I also was launching my company. And mm. so something that was kind of taboo in the fashion industry too, like where I was like, you know, at, now we have all these beautiful, amazing plus size bloggers and models right. to really reference back then, you know, it was 12, 13 years ago. I did not have that. Yeah. So one of the things I did is actually start really using my system and my program, meaning let me identify what my taste level is now. Let me identify what fabrics are going to drape across my body now, where the color, where the details, all these kind of things need to be now. So I can camouflage the areas of my body that I'm not so fond of and really highlight the areas of my body that are looking great. Okay. And so I literally feel like women need to really stop waiting to get dressed to lose weight. Mm. It's like beating yourself up every day. Yeah. You're it's literally like slapping yourself in the face every day. Yeah. And as a woman that has spent the majority of her the last 10, 13 years at a size 16, you know, even 18, I just lost weight in the last two to three years, just changing my habits and so forth. So now I'm back yeah. down to a 10. But Literally, I can tell you, you can look good at every single size. I have women as large as 26. I have women as large as a double, I mean, small as a double zero. You wow. know what I mean? It really is about honoring your body, looking at it and deciding not to beat it up. Because there's yeah. so many times I'm telling women, girl, it ain't you, it's the clothes. Okay? <laughs> All right. You're wearing fabric weight that cannot hold your body mm. and the structure of your body. Yes, you're not going to look that great. But let me show you this. And literally the difference is just amazing where they, yeah. Just doesn't even know. So, you know, part of me when I was an industrial engineer, literally I was developing fabrics from the fibers up. Okay. So on the side of, you know, a countryside in Thailand, picking cottons, you know, that I wanted to produce my fabrics from before Mm. they die. So I understand the difference between fabric weights and, you know, we call it grams per inch and all that kind of stuff. The normal person does not, you know what I mean? So a lot of times when women are just like, oh my God, you know, my body, my this, my that. I'm like, girl, if you don't put that color in the (laughs) right place and the fabric (laughs) in the right place and the details up here, you know what I mean? You can camouflage anything, you know? Yeah. You can camouflage anything if you just got to know what you're doing. So if you're not willing to learn how to work with your body or invest in learning how to work with your body, you know, the time, the money, what have you, then you're just going to stay in that place. And girl, life is too short to be tripping off. Yes. Yes. No, that is, that is so, so true. So, so true. And and I also remember you saying that brands all size differently. So just because you're 
you know, in one size and one, you know, brand doesn't mean you're the same size in another brand. That's why you can be a 12, a 14 and an eight all in one day. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> um, so in the fashion industry, there is no standard sizing. Okay. Got it. In the world, there's no standard sizing. The brand is who dictates their sizing based on who they feel their customer is as oh. at a size medium. The only prototypes that are fit when we're in pre-production is that size medium to a fit model at those sizes. After that, it's given to a person like me. So don't hate me, but we're, but we put it in what we call a CAD system or a Gerber system um, system they're using now, but it's basically a CAD system. And that CAD system takes that one size medium, which is a size six or eight, and it goes up and down and just spits those patterns out. That Those garments are never fit to a human body again. Mm. Okay. So you have to take your fit into your hands. And honestly, fit is everything. And that's where literally I think that was the biggest blessing growing up in a family like mine, because my family were master tailors. So before it was fast fashion, women went to buy from boutiques that tailored. Right. You know what I mean? My grandmother tailored to her customers. All right. My mom tailored to her customers. My aunt, same thing. Or they sent you to the tailor with the garments that you purchased. Right. It's a normal thing. Now we just want it fast. We want it to fit. Right. And honey, that is not going to happen. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We, we were talking about that before we started recording because I, I ordered some jeans and I was just like, oh, it didn't really fit in the right places. And you said, well, did you ever think about going to a tailor? It didn't even cross my mind at all. And especially, you know, with women, uh, hormones wreak havoc. So there can be times that we become more bustier, more hippier, less bustier, less hippier. We're going up and down all the time, right? So the key here is that you want to make sure that you have great fit on the areas that are more dominant. And then tailor from there. You know what I mean? And literally people think, oh my God, I only paid $29.99 for these pants because they were on sale from $69 to on the back of the clearance rack. Well, hell, go pay another $15 and get them to fit (laughs) great. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, honestly, Tailors are not that expensive. You know, um, one of the things about me is I'm a curator. I love fashion. I love my wardrobe because I've collected stuff on my trips, you know, from London and Paris, all these different places over the years. And honey, when I started coming down off this 16, you should have seen me truck into that table. (laughs) I'm like, bring me down, bring me down. I I have dresses I took twice to bring me down every single time. And People were like, oh, that's amazing. Where'd you get? I'm like uh, four sizes ago, you know, and people don't think about that. And sometimes, oh, well, the size will change. What if I gain weight? Just tell them don't cut the fabric out. Oh, wow. That's genius idea. I never, never thought about that. (laughs) (laughs) It's not genius. It's what was back, back in the day. This is, I mean, ask your aunties, girl. You know what I mean? Ask your grandmas. They'll tell you how things were done. It's just, you know, times have changed and, you know, we just want what we want when we want it. And, you know, that, that is one of the things that I tell people is, you know, sometimes we got to go a little old school. 
Yeah, no, that that is great advice. Great advice. So this has been such an amazing conversation, Robin. Definitely have learned so much. I hope our audience has learned so much as well. So I want to close out with your tips on how to confidently get dressed in the morning and then also let us know about the program that you have coming up. Sure. So, you know, I tell women all the time um, that when you get dressed, you want to ask yourself, where am I going? Who am I going to see? And what kind of impact or impression do I want to make? You know, mm-hmm. that should really dictate what you, you're wearing. You know what I mean? Um, so, you know, especially with working from home, just because you're working from home doesn't mean that you're not making an impact. People are getting full promotions at home. Okay. Yes. I have clients that are getting full promotions. And so literally, if you know that you're jumping on the phone and you need to make a very good impression because you'll be um, on Zoom with a senior or something, dress like it. Yeah. You know what I mean? That, and even if it's from the, from the waist up, it doesn't matter. It's honestly all about the effort and the respect. It's, it, you know, dressing well, especially in business is a calling card for respect. You know what I mean? And um, people take notice, you know? And so that's literally how I tell people to get dressed yeah. all the time, you know? Yeah. No, that that's excellent. That's great to to remember um, because sometimes you know it's easy to to kind of put it off as a you know an afterthought or an aside or you know especially when you have a lot of things going on. So it's definitely great to remember that even in this virtual world that we are in, that people are still paying attention. And I can't tell you know I also have a corporate division where I go into organizations and I work with their C suite executives or management or even you know people that are coming up the ranks or yeah. you know, fresh hires and. So I can't tell you how many HR executives have told me that people are missing opportunities, especially, you know, here in D.C., like I I can't say the organization, but it was a really big organization. They Mm. you know did a lot of work on Capitol Hill and literally there were people coming out of college that were great. The work was great. They had the skill and they would have literally want to take them to Capitol Hill for them with them for these, you know, high meetings and, and so forth to really get that exposure and get that experience, but then they would turn around and look at them at their desk and homegirl wasn't dressed. Wow. Wasn't dressed. Yeah. So they can't take them if they're not appropriate. You see what I'm saying? And so for me, you know, once I graduated college, I remember um, within six months I was traveling the world and I know why. You know, I know exactly why, because my company knew that they can send me and I would represent them well. I knew my stuff and I would show up as the professional that they wanted to represent their company. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. That's amazing. That That's a great takeaway. Great takeaway. So yes, everyone pay attention yes. to what you are wearing. It's not about the brand. It's not about everything being a luxury brand, but it's about knowing what works for you, what colors, what fabrics work well for you so that you can show up as your best self. So thank you so, so much, Robin. So tell us about your program that you have coming yes. up. Okay, so I started a program um, and I always wanted to do it, but COVID gave me the time and the space to creatively really do it. Um, And the transition transformations that the women have had has been amazing. So it's a six week intensive style development 
program. So we go through basically six different modules. It's very hands-on. Um, I've never had an opportunity to work with women in terms of a coaching kind of format where literally you're meeting with me every single week. We're discussing um, the content. We're also, you, you also get your own personal analysis that goes with the module that week. It's also developed for women that are high impact, that are just like killing it. So yeah. Sundays are the days, <laughs> you know, usually that these women have time. So the modules are dropped on Sundays. It also comes with a personal, um, a private Facebook group. And I'm only letting 10 women in at a time. So I only have a couple oh, wow. of shots left now. Um, the next cohort starts in April, but it's one of those things where literally it's all about first module is defined. That's where we're defining your personal taste level, your um, wardrobe needs based on your current lifestyle, and also identifying exactly what kind of image you want to project to the world and coming up with a mantra. The second um, module is all about refinement. So that's where I'm doing a custom color palette for you, sending it into your home. I'm also looking at your body type, identifying the silhouettes, the fabrics, the details, all of the things that you need to be your calling card, and also a reference when you are picking your product at retail, we go through an edit stage, which is the next module where we're going through your wardrobe and really editing those things out that are no longer working. I can't tell you how many times women are looking at a closet that has seven different versions of them. Nah, it ain't going to work, homegirl. It's time to get with you today and where you're going, right? And then um, the next module is all about shopping. And that's where I know exactly who's in my group. That's why I keep the number so small. So I'm actually out there curating and combing the market, looking at 15 to 30 um, thousand items a week from until the end and adding them in um, to the shopping. All right. Wow. So they have all the information they need to become their own style editor. And I'm here to also coach them crop, you know, they they're checking in with me like, Robin, what do you, oh, and so they really start getting women that say, I hate to shop. And this, this, this are like, they can't stop. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? Um, and then we go into outfit coordination where I teach them based on their personal taste level, um, their style, personality, and so forth, how to really put together those outfits easily, effortlessly, like almost even in a uniform format sometimes, um, because who has an hour, two hours to get dressed, right? Right. Um, so, and then just really, and also loving your looks. Yeah. Okay? So that is really, really key. Um, and then the last module excuse me, is all about maintaining. So, you know, like I said before, as women, we're always, I can guarantee you, I might fall apart next week. Okay. But in two weeks, I'll have it all the way back. Right. <laughs> okay. So, you know, it's all about teaching you how to do that as well. Yeah. So, you know, it's very important to me, you know, even though I do work under, you know, the uh, description of a style strategist an executive image consultant, a personal stylist, you can call me whatever you want. I really am a teacher. It's very important to me to teach women what I know. Yeah for themselves. Okay. So me, I'm fanatical about the fashion industry. I want to know everything. I've done everything in it. I want to know everything. I love it, love it, love it. But for women, you know, especially women that are highly functioning, know that they need to make a great impact. It's, mm -hmm. all, it's they need to be focusing on themselves. All they want to know is the rules, Robin, what do I need to do? Yeah. And so this is the program for them. Excellent. Excellent. Well, thank you so much. So where can we follow you and learn more? On all social media platforms, I'm under Polished Image. And then you can visit my website at www.polishedimageandstyle.com. 
Excellent. We will put that in the notes so that everyone can follow. And thank you again, Robin, for this conversation. This was amazing. And um, I am so excited. I hope everyone listening and watching um, got so much out of our conversation today. And thank you, everyone, for joining. Take care, everyone. Bye. Thanks so much for joining us today. We would love to know what you thought about today's show. If you enjoyed it, please give us a five-star rating, leave us a comment, and share with a friend. I'm your host, Samantha McCoy, and you can find me on Instagram at smccoyjoy. That's S-M-C-C-O-Y joy. If you're a business owner in need of public relations or communications support, reach out to us at missionkeycommunications.com. We also want to hear about your confidence and creativity journey. Send us an email or DM with your story and you might be featured on an upcoming show. Until next time, show up confidently.